This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. You know, today we are actually not cooking or eating anything or or even talking about a edible bit of anything. (laughs) We've got the tools, but we're not going to use them. Yeah. We are talking about kitchen utensils. Yes. And we should be specific about this. Do you want to explain? Well, we wanted to do a show not about the utensils that everybody kind of has and loves to talk about, like pots and pans, knives, you know, everybody's got them. Everybody thinks theirs is the best. That's fine. We wanted to go a little more esoteric, like the things that you feel really attached to as as like your go-to utensil. And when you get into someone else's kitchen and they don't have it, you're like, how do these people even cook anything? without this specific kind of spatula. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, this was, it it was sort of tricky for me to, um, to home in on only three things because I do think we are so conditioned to think, oh, I couldn't live without my knife. I couldn't live without my big, heavy Dutch oven. But the truth is, is that there are many smaller things in the kitchen that make me really feel excited about cooking, that make me feel competent. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. So what, uh, what have you brought for us? Let's, uh, maybe we should trade off. So the first thing I want to talk about today, uh, you know, I don't actually know what you would call it. I think there are probably two different names for it, Uh, either a wooden spatula or a like a straight sided spoon. It's basically um, it looks like a spoon and it's made of wood. Only (laughs) the end of it, what would be the tip of the spoon is actually flat the way a spatula is. Yeah. So what I really, I reach for this when I am basically cooking anything in fat on the stove. So whether I'm starting a soup by uh, cooking some onions or some garlic, whether I'm, um, you know, whether I'm making a sauce, for instance, a pan sauce after I've seared some sort of meat, Um, But not a steak, because you've never done that. (laughs) 
actually, I was thinking about this amazing lemon chicken recipe that Amanda Hester has. That's that's basically seared chicken, and then you make a sauce with creme fraiche and lemon juice. Okay. Really good. Anyway, what I love about this is that you can use it in all the places that you would use a wooden spoon, but you can use it to really scrape across the bottom of the pan and prevent scorching. So, for instance, great for making like a custard base for ice cream. Okay. Right? Because you don't want to scorch the bottom. You don't want to scramble it. Um, and I really like that it's wood. I like using wooden kitchen implements. I like the way they feel. I like the patina they get. Now, you'll notice that everything I brought today is plastic. I know. We're totally having a face-off here. <laughs> yeah. So, so I want to I wanna counter your spatula with my spatula, which I'm, <laughs> which I'm waving menacingly. And, and yours, I should say, is, is what I really think of as a spatula, which is why I have a bit of a hard time calling mine a wooden spatula. Yeah, but when I was a kid, the thing uh, that, that I think of as a spatula was like, uh, you know, the white kind of rubbery uh, on I, a stick I thing. I think of that as a rubber spatula. Rubber sp- Okay. Yeah. See, I've heard this one called a pancake. Turner. It's made by Calphalon. It is plastic, black plastic, and it's uh, it's kind of shaped like yours, but it has it has a uh, a kink in it near the end, so that it really bends, and you can get under a pancake and flip it. The, but I'm sorry, yeah, I'm go, totally go ahead, just, you. yeah, just interrupt. The other thing that to me is important about this tool that you're holding is that it's very thin, so you really can slide it under an egg or a pancake. Mine is a little too thick. And so blunt. what what would you reach for when you want to slide under an egg or a pancake? Because I feel like this thing can I, do it all. It can scrape the bottom of the pan. I it would, can stir stuff around. It can get under stuff and flip it. I could go on and on. When I'm flipping an egg or a pancake, I use a spatula like you're talking about, like the one that you're holding, like the one that I'm holding. Yeah. Yeah. So but, I so I win this round. No, because <laughs> I described using my wooden spatula slash straight sided spoon for a very different purpose. That's true. It to me, mine is sort of this all purpose tool for stirring and scraping and that kind of thing, getting all the wonderful brown bits off of a pan. But I but this this can do that. But um, it does. It does kind of accumulate a sticky line a little bit. Uh, but doesn't wood absorb odors? I don't know if that's even true. That's I, something people well, say. Yeah, we know your cutting board has yeah, absorbed it odors. Does. Um, I think that if you wash it, um, you know, quickly after using it, um, I also condition all of my wooden kitchen implements once or twice a year with a mixture of beeswax and mineral oil. Wow, that sounds fancy. I really love doing it, although I'm terrified of splinters. Anyway, so I find that properly conditioned wood um, that is washed quickly after using, I, I never run it through the dishwasher, of course, that it does not tend to absorb odors. So, so basically you're rubbing your kitchen utensils down with some Burt's Bees. Uh, yes. Okay. To season them. Yeah. Why don't you tell us about your next utensil? Okay, so I have here the matfer, or matfer, how would you say that in French? M-A-T-F-E-R. Um, French quiz. I feel like it would probably be matfer, but... Yeah, I think I, that's all right. I don't really know. All right, it's the matfer. Uh, it's a uh, it's an exoglass spoon, and exoglass is a fancy word for plastic or melamine or something. Uh, and it is blue, and it is... Uh, Pretty small. Um, I, I find it's the perfect size for stirring something in a small to medium saucepan, uh, which I use all the time. And uh, what I like about it is it's uh, pretty much indestructible. I've had this one for years and years. Uh, it hasn't start started to uh, like wear away at the edges like a wooden spoon does. And I it, bet you can even put it in the dishwasher. You can put it in the dishwasher, which you can't do with a wooden spoon. You know, you can wash it very quickly because it doesn't absorb anything. 
Um, and uh, it just has a nice heft to it. Here. Hold on. Why Why is this special? Is this safe to a higher heat than your yes. average plastic spoon? Yes, it is. It does have a nice weight to it. I will say that. It somehow reminds me of like the kinds of children's toys that we would have played with like 30 years ago that were sort of heavier, less junky than some of the yeah. children's toys we have now, like blocks right. and things like that. I mean, this is really nice, and I totally, I would really be interested in using it. But again, for some reason, I just prefer wood. Oh, I understand. Wood feels nice on your hand. Although, if anybody has tips for what to do if, like, the handle of your spoon, like the neck of it, where the handle is meeting the rounded part, your wooden spoon, uh, if you have tips for what to do if it's getting a little splintery, I would love some ideas. I've sanded mine and everything. You've sanded your wooden spatula? Yeah. And rubbed it I down with, with oils and I've unguents? I've probably had this wooden spatula for like 10 years. Wow. It feels so nice. Feel how nice the back of it feels. Okay. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh wow. You're it's right. really smooth. So when you when but, you sanded it, let's let's get deeply into woodworking. That's what people come to us for. <laughs> um, it's yeah, tool next, time, next baby. Next week on Spilled Milk, we're not going to have a carpenter answering yes. all of our oh, questions. Can it involve circular saw blades? <laughs> I love circular saw blades. Only if they're going to fix these splinters on the neck of my spoon. No. Um, okay, so you know what? My second tool uh, to veer away from the spoon conversation, yeah. I'd really like to talk about peelers. Okay. The peeler that I want to talk about is a Y peeler. Why? Why? <laughs> I grew up using what I'm going to refer to as a knife peeler. Um, I, I think it's the the more sort of conventional style peeler. It, it's shaped the way a knife is. Yes. I grew up using that and always liked it a lot until one of our first cooks at Delancey introduced me to the Y peeler. And it is, it's basically shaped like a Y, and across the, the top of the Y, the two arms of it, is the, the peeler blade. And they come at a whole bunch of different price ranges. There's this one made by Kuhn Recon, K-U-H-N, new word, R-I-K-O-N. Makers is, of pressure cookers. That's oh, how yeah? I know them. Oh, yes. Yeah? Well, their Y peeler is three ninety nine. Nice. Very lightweight plastic. Uh, I also have the OXO pro Y peeler, which is actually quite heavy. I feel like this could fatigue my wrist. Uh-huh. <laughs> but the one that I really love is made by Kyocera. It's one of those ceramic bladed Y peelers. Does it break when you drop it? It does break when you drop uh-huh. it, which is why I don't have mine here with me today <laughs> and why I have two other ones to try to equal that one. Okay. Anyway, what I want to say about Y peelers is, um, it, it you know, I feel like no peeler is truly ergonomic. Like, there's yeah, not, I, I agree. There's not a great way to, for instance, hold a potato that you're peeling. Like, I, I can figure out how to hold a potato and peel it with a paring knife, right? <laughs> I'm glad that, you can figure out how to hold a potato. <laughs> Shut up. But even holding, like, a knife-shaped peeler, I feel like I'm constantly going to, like, shoot the potato out of my hand or shoot the peeler out of my hand. Do you think they could engineer uh, peel-less potatoes? <laughs> Do you think that maybe I could have, like, a go-go gadget finger that turns into a peeler. Oh, so that's I a good idea. Shoot it across the room. You would be, you would be like forget to turn it off before doing something <laughs> delicate and terrible like things would happen, cat. like petting the cat or, or worse. My husband. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't have any strong feelings about peelers, so I, I feel like I could absolutely be seduced to the Y peeler side. How do you How do you hold the carrot when you're when you're Y peeling it? Because usually. Usually I'll hold a carrot like this, you know, pointing you're, away from You're going to wind up with the same situation because if you're holding the carrot at one end, your fingers are covering part of it. You can't cover it. You can't Okay, I'm going to try it like, like pointing down toward the cutting board. Sure. Well, it makes a great sound. First of all, let like me see a, if we yeah, can record see, the yeah, sound. Get, get the sound. 
I don't know if we got the sound. Okay, here. You want to try this one? This yeah. one I think is a little smoother. <laughs> it's not peeling. What am I doing wrong? It's Why are you having so much trouble with I don't know. Hmm. Hang on. Okay. So you, you've got the carrot lying down, reclining on the board. I like my, I like my vegetables uh, to really relax. Treatment. I like my vegetables to really relax. I'm going to massage. I'm going to massage this carrot. Pickle massage. Ooh, ooh! I think this works so much better. Okay, I, I'm sorry. This doesn't work at all. <laughs> oh no! I was going to say sorry. I think that the Y peeler works so much better. What is your problem? Hold on, Matthew. There you go. I mean, just press a little. Right, bit. Yeah, I have to push really hard. I don't want to push really I, hard. How weak are you? Yes, the cheap one is like three times as sharp. The cheap one is the one that a lot of cooks and chefs. Yeah. Use. See, the, yeah, the chefs I know tend to have, have it buy a cheap peeler and treat it as disposable. Totally. <laughs> So what's your next item? Uh, my next item is uh, also plastic. It is a green plastic colander, and it is the, uh, the colander of the type used by every cook in Japan, pretty much. Um, it is incredibly cheap, kind of on the flimsy side, although I've had this one for a few years, and it's fine. And it's, um, it's a big, round, green plastic colander with lots and lots of holes compared to uh, the... Uh, European style metal colander that you might be familiar with, and and the holes are really small, which is great. Yes, yeah, I feel like in some of the the metal European ones, not only are the holes space too wide, but they're kind of big. And if you're dealing with a really small pasta, for instance, or in you know a narrow noodle, it can slip right through. Yeah, so yeah, it's big. It holds a lot of stuff. Uh, it drains the water really quickly, but doesn't let anything else drain out. Uh, I think it's the perfect colander. You can find them for as cheap as like a buck fifty. Really? Where yes. would I find this thing? Uh, at Daiso, okay. um, the uh, the Japanese dollar store. If you buy them at a regular store, I still doubt it's going to be more than five dollars. And um, you can probably find them if you don't. If you don't have a Daiso in your city, you could probably find them at a decent Asian market. Yes, definitely at an Asian market. But I've also seen them at like Sur La Table. Oh, okay. Um, I'm okay. sure you'll pay more there, but it still won't be outrageous. Uh, and uh, you know, these are these are so great. Um, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna like uh, cut up a bunch of cabbage and salt it for making uh, coleslaw or kimchi, I will absolutely use this. I can't imagine anything working better. The the last item that I brought with me today. It is a new love for me. Okay. I must say. We haven't been together very long. Uh -huh. This this pan and I. I gotta tell is, you, it looks like a saucepan. I think we said we I weren't know, gonna talk about saucepans. No, but uh, this one, okay. So th this pan appeals to me on a number of different levels. Number one, it is really beautifully designed. It was a it, it's one of those lightweight enameled pans. This is made by an Austrian company called Reese. I think is how it'd be pronounced, R-I-E-S-S. -S. Okay. And um, it feels very lightweight. You know, you probably, if it were a frying pan, I don't really know that I would be excited about, for instance, like browning a chicken breast or something in it. It's a right. little, it would it's heat, a little it would... lightweight. But this is just a small saucepan. It's white. It's about, it holds about two cups. And it's got a hollow handle. So no problem with the handle getting hot, which is oh, kind yeah. of a pet peeve of mine um, in some sort of cheap cookware. Um, w what's really key for me about this is number one, it has a pour spout. Yeah, and I do not know why we don't make more saucepans with pour spouts. I don't either. I just realized as you were saying that that I uh, I was complaining about this also that I wish my saucepans had pour spouts. I do have one saucepan that has like a turned out lip all around the mm -hmm. uh, the perimeter, uh, and that one pours. It's it's much better at not getting the stuff dribbling down the side of the saucepan when you pour. Yeah, yeah. Well, 
So I really like the pour spout on this because with a tiny little saucepan like this, obviously, you know, most of the time you're probably going to be using it to heat up small amounts of liquids. I yeah. think. So um, what I do with this, this my, my number one favorite thing to do with this pan is to brown butter. Yeah, I was going to say, you, um, it, if it were a little smaller, I would have called it a butter warmer. Yeah, yeah. It's, oh, but um, it's white, it's so you can white. see perfectly so how can, brown it's yeah, getting. you can see exactly what is happening in here. And I cannot tell you how many times I've browned butter and, and burned it, even just using a stainless steel yeah. saucepan. So I know it seems sort of esoteric to have a pan that you really like browning butter in. <laughs> that seems Yes, every cook like, needs a butter browning I know, pan. it seems really dumb. <laughs> but um, the other things I was going to say I really love doing with it are... Um, um, so whenever I'm making granola, I always warm up a little bit of honey and oil just so they um, they sort of, sort of stir smoothly. So the honey isn't viscous anymore. Uh-huh. I love doing it in here. The pan is just big enough and it pours neatly into the dry ingredients. I have also warmed up milk in here, melted butter, all kinds of things, just melting butter for not browning purposes. I understand. Recipes. Anyway, so I love that this pan is white. I love that you can see exactly what's going on inside it. Also great for like browning spices in some butter. Oh, so you can yeah. really toasting spices in butter, so you can really see that they're not burning. Uh, so I love that it's white. I love that I never have to reach for a dish towel or an oven mitt, so oh. that I don't burn myself on the handle. And I love this pour spout, and I love that this was pretty cheap. Yeah, I was going to ask. So that's so it's pretty cheap. I can't remember exactly how much it was, and to be honest, I bought it in London. So I paid for it in pounds. Let me tell you, pounds are just <laughs> yeah, not cheap. Right, then it wasn't pounds cheap. Pounds are not cheap. Anyway, great pan. I think I will have it for years to come. It's also uh, It also works on induction. And, oh. uh, and we're thinking of switching to an induction range whenever we... That's a big change. Whenever we have the cash to redo our kitchen. Can you read what it says on the bottom of that pot? Yeah, it says that, that this pan is made of premium email. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, get, I get a lot of emails, and frankly, I don't want that stuff anywhere near my food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, anyway, uh, I, I, think, I think it's what we would call enamel. Right. Yeah. Okay, so, so things we've learned about you. Uh, you make your own granola, and you rub your utensils down with Burt's Bees. How God. big a hippie are you? I'm such a hippie. <laughs> I'm such a hippie. I'm, I'm going to start taking a meditation class on Monday nights. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Find us online at spilledmilkpodcast.com. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash spilledmilkpodcast. We'll post some links to some of our favorite yeah. utensils that yeah, we talked for about. Sure. Okay. So you can see, in, you know, for your own eyes, what we love so much here at Spilled Milk. This orange thing I'm holding, do you recommend this also? <laughs> That's a carrot. Okay. Was there something else you wanted to say? No. Hey, well, so thanks for listening to Spilled Milk. The show that comes out every two weeks, put us on your colander. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> what the hell does that mean? <laughs> colander, calendar, it's a pun. <laughs> uh, the, the highest form of humor. I'm Molly Weisenberg. And I'm Matthew Amster-Burton. Like many things in life, uh, it goes better if you don't think about it too hard <laughs> during the process. Yeah, um, I, th- but, I can think of a couple other things that are like that, too. But uh, yeah, you, you get major points in the kitchen. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. 
Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.